0: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Moira Moraimi, and you're welcome to my podcast Chromosome. I'm so happy with how this um, past week has, uh, you know, progressed. You know, from the World Safety Day, 28th of April, to other fantastic projects um, that have been ongoing in my own life as well. So, just really happy. I hope you're having a really great day um you know the last um for the last podcast um there was an introduction all right into what you know the purpose of the channel is what it means to me what it means to my prospective listeners (laughs) even though the audio was not um complete the podcast was not complete but i really didn't feel like deleting it because you know i already mentioned that i wasn't really totally obsessed with um perfection you know it was just to get myself to that point of actually doing the podcast right so and i don't want you know my any kind of obsession to hinder my progress with this um podcast so yeah i hope that whenever you listen and you know you get to the part where you know i was trying to make a, com- um, a point and then the podcast went off you would understand that it was a mistake it was actually a technical issue i didn't know that um, I'd mistakenly um pressed um stop but it's cool it's all good and um on my blog moriamoraini.webley.com i'd already stated that i was going to be having a podcast and a blog post um talking about supply chain in nigeria yeah well but if you ask me <laughs> um i'll tell you that Um, saying that, you know, you wanted to look at supply chain in Nigeria or, you know, anywhere else in the world is sort of like a very generic topic, right? So I like to, you know, I like to break it down so that we can just flow from one point to the other. Although I intend to make like a series of, um, podcasts on what supply chain is, you know, even globally, not just in Nigeria, right? So let's just get right into business. Um, you know, when you consider the features of a country, right? You look at the population, right? Look at the territory, look at the government, the sovereignty of that particular country. Nigeria is a country with over um, um, 190 million people. Right, and although that um, it's been a while since we had um, a census in Nigeria, so sometimes the figures are always you know just like a, an approximation. Some people say it's t- um, two hundred million, some people say it's lesser than that. So yeah, that's you know about the, talking about the population of Nigeria. Then you're looking at the government. You know, Bwari, President Mahmoud buari is currently um, in power. Um, that's um, from the party of the APC. Yeah. So, that's that's you looking at a country, right? You're talking about USA. You're talking about the language of the people in that country, the culture. But I want to talk about a linchpin activity that is so um, important but yet frequently unobserved. And it is trade, right? The simple act of buying and selling. You have something I need, I have something you need, and so we exchange for, on you know, the purpose of getting value, giving value, and also getting value in return. If you go to history, even prehistoric times, you see that trade has always been, you know, a part of, you know, like a, uh, let me call it an article of communication, you know then it wasn't about money there wasn't like money there wasn't like a medium of exchange a general medium of exchange it was just i have a property i have sugar i have salt and you need ground nuts you need you know whatever other um um products or whatever it is you need and we exchanged so trade is as old as man itself You you get, and and I I believe that you know commerce, trade has continued to evolve throughout history because human beings have needs. The basic of them all, which is to eat food, to have a place to live, shelter, and to have a clothes, um, have clothes to wear rather. So I mean that has been um, defined as the most um, three basic, um, three most basic needs of humans. And, you know, because we have these needs and then no human is um, self-sufficient. No human is autonomous. So you you are currently in this circle of having needs and, you know, we have some things for ourselves. We have some properties for ourselves for which we can use to get other things, you know, just to improve standard of living. And so if you ask me, because trade is sort of like, you know, how human beings, trade is, trade is living you know, and without trade, there is no economy. I've, I think I, I've been, I've seen a quote somewhere that said, economy is a system by which people get their living. I totally agree with it. You know, I totally agree with it because by the very nature of human, we have needs. We have numerous needs. We have numerous wants, right? And economy trading, engaging in the act of commerce is the way by which we can actually maintain our living. So, I mean, talking about an economy, talking about trade, an economy is simply the, I mean, the representation of all the commercial activities that are to producing, you know, consuming in a country, as well as investment, yeah, in, I mean, in, in some cases, right? So I believe that the economy plays um, an important an important role of providing a means of satisfying human wants <laughs> which if you ask me is insatiable you know you, humans can never be satisfied because once you're satisfying a need another one is popping up right and economy as i believe um, as i believe yes is a way that we maintain our standard of living Right, And I think that this is the real driving force of every you know, economic activity in the world. You know? It is. And it's the reason why, if you look around you now, you'd see schools, you might see cars, banks, buildings, roads, cinemas, bakeries, boutiques, restaurants, hospitals shopping malls, whatever it is you... I mean, institutions that just serve as a means of meeting human needs. And so, when you talk about all of this, how... My question then is, how does this um, relate to supply chain? <laughs> right? What's supply? What do you mean when you say supply? To make something available for use, right? And when you say chain, you're simply looking at a series of, I don't know, things that are connected to each other, you know, linked with each other. I'm going to give um, a definition of supply chain from um, investopedia.com. And it says, the supply chain is a network between a company and its suppliers to produce and distribute a specific product to the final buyer. I'm going to take that again. A supply chain is a network between a company and its suppliers to produce and distribute a specific product to the final buyer. So we have three key players in the supply chain network. We have the supplier, we have the company, and we have the final consumer, right? So when you're talking about the supply chain, it's then about all the people, the technology, the activities, information, resources, all involved in ensuring that a product you know that has been transformed from its raw form gets to a final um consumer that needs it. Right? So for example, I take myself as an example. I love I love plantain chips, right? <laughs> I love those um really and um, those the ones um that that has been made with you know those extra ripe ones those overly ripe Golden, and I, I know that it's not healthy, but I really love um, those kind of um, plantain chips, right? So, I take myself um, to be a consumer in the general Nigerian market. So, when you talk about supply chain, what a supply chain? What is supply chain to me? Supply chain is simply all the activity of, you know, going to the market to get the plantains themselves or whatever the company will do to ensure that it is, you know, it gets to that um, level where it, it, it is really properly, um, it has properly, um, it's probably, properly fit to be eaten, Right? All of those activities in ensuring that okay, this this plantain are actually they've been they've been properly um, planted and they are actually fit to be eaten. All of those activities to produce them and even while producing and even after all of those activities, are want mix up a supply chain. So when you want to talk about the efficiency of a supply chain, it depends on where, how fast, you know, for how much, and what quality. I get this product or even if i even if it's even possible for me to even get this product at all in a, in a, in a, in an economy right so all of these things you know go hand in hand when you talk about human beings having needs then how how do people get the product for which they used to meet their needs right so that is where supply chain um comes in If you ask me, I believe that supply chain is one of the key apparatus of any economy. They play a very key role in balancing demand and supply. You know, me needing, me loving planting chips and going to the market to say, yeah, I want like one carton of planting chips. That's a demand. And the ability of the particular, whatever company is in that um, area of um, production, their ability to, you know, be able to satisfy my need, to, to satisfy my demand. All of these things are what makes up with supply chain. And you can see it everywhere, even, even down to, not even um, tangible products now, even down to service, right? I need someone to, you know, I'm saying someone to build a house for me. I need someone to run the um, um, electricity or plumbing works in my house. Whatever service you need. There is a reason why we even have um, an industry called the financial industry or, or the banking sector. It is because people, people need where to, to keep their money. So I, I, in essence, I'm just trying to say that trade will continue to be, commerce will continue to, to, to be a thing. It's going to continue to evolve, evolve as long as human beings have needs for product, as long as human beings have need the need for value, right? So, for me, I think supply chain is a really, really um, important um, um, aspect. Like, like I've said before, in an economy, it's so important. It is, it is and, and like I said when I began, it is so easily unobserved, you know. People don't really, I feel like people don't really talk about it much, you know, because it's like, yeah, well, it's, it's works. I mean, who needs to pay attention to it? I mean, we saw the real importance of the supply chain um, when the you know the pandemic when it hits the the whole world, people couldn't go out to get whatever it is they needed anymore. People couldn't even be available to get people whatever it is they needed because you know we we all needed to stay safe and save our lives and also save um, the lives of our neighbors. So I think that it's a worthy, it's a topic that is worthy of um, being discussed. It's really, really very important and. You know, in supply chain, I believe strongly <laughs> that, um, it is, a, it is a, should I say a concept that mightily, um, integrates the process of production and logistics, you know, for the servicing of, you know, customer wants and all of that production and logistics in any economy is interlinked, even though they are all, um, let me say they are all key players in the supply chain system, Right. You have procurement. You have sales. You have marketing. You have production. You have supply chain. You have customer service. You have you know other management, which is in um, customer service. But for me, I believe I'm not saying that production and logistics is the most important. I'm saying those two are the most intelligent. Because what is the point of you creating or producing um, planting chips and people like me? Who, I mean, who are the um, lovers of plantain chips do not get to buy it, do not get to buy it from you, then you close down. You're not making profits. You you have the value, but the people who need the value, the people who can pay for the value are not getting the value, right? And also, you can't, you know, it, it's like you, there's every reason for you to always ensure that whatever it is you are producing finds its way to the the cost the consumers those who really need it right so for me that's that's i mean all of uh, i intend to talk about all of these um key components of the supply chain system in subsequent podcasts um it's not as if i'm focusing on one yet or elevating one over the other i'm just trying to you know um point out a, a very obvious Um, tight relationship that exists between um, production and logistics. I'm currently in the um, logistics, um, what's it called now, the logistics aspect of um, supply chain. And I can tell you for free that we, we we work hand in hand with the production department, you know, because when they are producing, that's when we get to work, right? Excuse me. And they also need us. To ensure that whatever it is they are producing gets to the market. And they also need us to ensure that, I mean, sometimes um, these products, it's two ways. These products can either, I mean, as they are immediately they are producing, they're they are shipping straight to um, the market, or sometimes you keep th- some of those stocks in the warehouse, right? And the, the, the production department would then depend on us to ensure that the quality in which those products have been produced for the intended markets is exactly how, you know, when you walk into any market and you see a packet of any of the um, the product of the company for which I work is, you know, is just as intended when it was being produced. It's possible that when, you know, I mean, for a badly uh, managed Um, logistics, uh, or should I say, um, when the poor relationship exists between the production and the logistics um, department, then you get to see that while the products are coming out of the factory in perfect shape, when they get to the market, they are either squeezed or, you know, all of these things are really very key. Even to the total image of the company, because nobody really knows what efforts you are putting into it. If it, if it doesn't, if your product does not get to the market in great shape and um, quality, right? So um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop there and try to continue with you know the whole broad concept of supply chain, and then later on we can look at all of these important com- um, components individually. So I'm gonna take. Uh, well, let me just look at. Let's look at a startup um, that um, is in the market of producing, a great producer of plantain chips, of course. Um, who's um, the name of this company? I think we're going to take it as Chip Chip Foods, right? <laughs> or or Plant um, Planty plan or something. But I think let's let's do Chip Chip. Okay. So that's the name of the company. Um, it's based in Lagos, Nigeria, right? And of course, it gets its raw materials from Ibom, Edo, Delta, Cross River, Open State. The, uh, the states that I mentioned are one of the hot zones for plantain production in Nigeria. Yes. So, those especially, especially, especially Ibom, Especially, Open State, too. Yeah, great. I think we do our best, right? Delta State, Edo State, yeah. So we get those states, they produce um, plantain in very high quantity. So this company has its suppliers, right? So let's just, let's say Ogone State, okay? For the sake of simplicity. So this company, the Cheap Cheap Foods, has its suppliers located in Ogun State. So it has this procurement team, or a team of, let me say, let's call this person John. So John leads a team um, that is involved in ensuring that the company gets the right quality and quantity of plant- planting that it needs to produce for it to meet um, the market demand, right? So John is involved in the um, procurement process. And um, let's also take Jane, Jane is the person who is involved in... So, John John goes ahead to procure all of this um, plantain and even sometimes maybe the nylon, the packaging materials that is needed to pack the plantain and maybe, should I say oil or whatever, um, whatever um, we need in the production process, we can always go to John. John is our go-to person. And then Jane is the person who ensures that as john is procuring all of these raw materials they can be shipped back or shipped to our headquarters in lagos right where this um let's take this other person as um tayo where tayo is the person who is involved in ensuring that as immediately the plantains are arriving he gets into okay doing an inspection Which of this um, uh, uh, planting, um, which of of them is fit for, you know, feeding, fit for ingesting, which of this is ripe enough, you know, which of this is even bad so we can even destroy them. We don't even add them to what we're going to be producing or what we're going to be storing to produce much later, right? So that's what Tayo does. And Tayo, Tayo, I would call Tayo the quality person, right? And so there's this other person... Let's call him, um, let's call her, um, let's call her (laughs) Cynthia. So Cynthia is a person who gets all the plantains that has been approved by Tayo. She gets all the um, plantains, ensures that they are washed at the right quality and then fries them. Takes them to the process of you know frying, ensuring that they get cooled off, and then packaging those um, stock. And then we have Tyre come over again as a quality person to come and inspect you know the products that, yeah, fine, they've been produced, they've been um, properly done, but Tyre also has to check which of them is maybe too a little bit too burnt that, you know, we know that when our customers see this in, in our products, they m- might have the wrong notion that we don't really produce that um, great material, um, great product for them to eat. So that's what tire does. tire also inspects again before we hand over to um, the person of, um, let me say, um, Blake. Blake is the logistics person, and so Blake ensures that this all the um, approved stocks, products, get to the market, right? So sometimes, maybe we already have, due to the fact that we really make great plantain chips, we have some customers already waiting. As soon as those stocks are coming out and they have been approved by quality which is tile, they are immediately picking up stocks for um, to buy, and then they go take it to the market themselves. And some of, for some of those products, we keep them in the warehouse till we get you know third-party logistics um, providers to you know move them to the market for us, or move them to our retailers in the market, right? So that those retailers will then make it available to the final consumer and so what happens that's a very over oversimplified um description of the supply chain um industry so what happens in a complicated um let me say uh, complicated supply chain um, um, supply chain plantain chips um company or you know something like that what happens what if this same uh plantain chips company um produces toilet rolls produces and sanitizers or you know because of the fact that um plantains can be very seasonal they also have to get um their raw materials from Edo State. they also have to get from Delta State, they also have to get from Akwa Bomb, even sometimes outside Nigeria. That's when you start to look at <laughs> you start to look at a lot of a lot of activities that goes on um in the supply chain. So the very basic components of a standard supply chain process is um, the planning, the planning stage whereby you are based on forecast of what your consumers need. You already know, okay, this is what we should be expecting to sell and then from that um forecast you get you know um your raw materials based on that particular forecast and then once you i mean you've planned you know what you source for the kind of materials you need so that brings me to the next thing which is sourcing and then you get to the um other stage of making which is producing and then the last stage which is delivering getting this um Produced all these products to the market so like i said i'm in the delivery space which is the logistic, which is in logistics um transport finance to be specific so i have a lot to say about the delivery space well you know subsequently we're going to look about that we're going to look at all of that um the subsequent podcasts so that we don't, you know, (laughs) try to, um, squeeze everything into one podcast. You know, what I actually, my plan for the um, channel is to talk about, because I mean, supply chain, we can, I don't want us to fall into the trap of, or I don't want to fall into the trap of talking about supply chain alone and they not on then you know ignoring the fact that these things actually have a role that they play in the in the society as a whole so i want the flow of the podcast to be okay a segment to talk about you know understanding the supply chain or what is this what happens with procurement what happens in quality what happens after the production of um some uh, of a particular product I also, I want to talk about that and I also want to talk about what it means for the economy, the nation as a whole, right? So next week, I think we would be looking at supply chain management. Wow. So I hope that um, you, my listeners, yes, which is you, I hope by all the, I think the past 20 Um, to 25 minutes that I've been speaking. I hope that I've been able to talk about supply chain at the very, very basics, right? Of course, um, I think I still have my my feelers arms and uh and mm, and you know uh, but i believe we're making progress so yeah <laughs> but i had fun i had fun i had a lot of fun trying to um put this content together and i hope that you enjoy or you learnt um and you your eyes are opened more to some of the things that are ongoing in the supply chain of a particular um country So, thank you so much. I hope you join me next week. But also, before we go, I want to talk about, you know, maybe I want to talk about something that is currently ongoing in the supply chain um, 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 stage. Globally. It could be globally, subsequently, it could be globally, and subsequently, it could be um, in a particular nation. It could be Nigeria. It could be any other country. So um, my news or a uh, news that is worthy of notes um, that I want to share today is um, about this new alliance, this new initiative, the Supply Chain um, Resilience Initiative that was just formally launched on the 27th of April yeah it's actually like a coalition between Australia India and Japan right and a tweet um by Barry O'Farrell I hope I got the pronunciation of that name he's the Australia is Australia's um high commissioner to India so he tweeted a post saying that COVID-19 has um, revealed supply chain vulnerabilities and the SCRI, which is the Supply Chain Resilience um, Initiative, will contribute in strengthening supply chain resilience in our region and boosting our trilateral cooperation with close partners. So the idea or the uh, reason the basis while this initiative was created was so that they could establish supply chains within those three countries and sort of like reduce their dependency on um, China. So they started their informal um, conversations about this initiative during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, and then they began formal discussions in September. So the aim, with their primary aim being um, trade um, diversification, following all the you know massive trade disruptions that was um, experienced in the pandemic. So they released um, um, some of the ministers in these three from these three countries. They released the um, joint statements. Um, So I think it was um, Australia's uh, minister for trade, tourism, and investments, Dan. Tehan and India's Minister of Commerce and Industry. Piyush Goyal and also Japan's Minister for Economy, Trade and Industry Hiroshi Kajiyama so they um, released a joint statement where they said the SCRI aims to create a virtuous circle of enhancing supply chain resilience with a view to eventually attaining strong, sustainable, balanced and inclusive growth in the region although I think it was shortly after I really can't tell, the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs um, spokesman Zhao Lijian He said the push to enact an artificial supply chain program will not be favorable to the stability of the global industrial supply chain nor to the recovery of the global economy. We hope the countries involved will continue to be a part of a free market economy and honor trading rules while carrying out activities that are beneficial to mutual trust in order to achieve a sustainable, balanced, and inclusive um, global um, economy. So, I think. China might be unhappy with the move, right? Because, like I said, it breaks off the independencies, um, dependencies of this country on China. So, well, anyway, that's that on the news today. The three countries they intend to meet um, once, at least once a year. And I think they said they would be extending membership to other countries in due um, course if any need for that arises. So, um, for me, it's worthy of notes, um, and I'm going to talk a little about that. I'm going to say that, you know, like I said, when, uh, when initially, before, even before the news, I said something that the importance um, of supply chain in an economy is fast. Becoming, you know, a topic and a subject that people are realizing. It's not as if we people didn't realize it, like I said. It's just that we don't pay attention. We don't see that it's something that, you know, we really need to build, something that we really need to, I don't know, pay a lot of attention to. So countries are now coming together to, you know, understand where did we miss it? Where did we fail in the pandemic, you know? And they are trying their best to now, you know, prepare for future trade disruptions, prepare for um, future disruptions that might occur, you know, that would involve people getting whatever it is they need or companies being able to um, transport their products to final consumers. So, I mean, I'm really glad. I'm so happy that this kind of initiatives, I believe there are a host of, you know, talks, communications, even among um, um, the UN I mean, great organizations, um, um, world organizations, world um, coalitions between countries that they are now having real um, conversation, having talks concerning how do we want to do this thing better? How do you think? How do you think my country and another country can depend on each other, but not in a way that is at a detriment to another country? You understand? So that was what happened, you know. At a point, people couldn't get marks because they were masked, because they were expecting from China, and then you know, it was as though some of the factories had shut down, you know. So they are coming together to build strong, resilient supply chains that can withstand, you know, such um events, or should I I don't want to say event the the, the pandemic was I know a lot of things are being turned around, a lot of things are being, you know, looked into and the supply chain industry is actually one of the, I I don't want to say the main, but one of the um, main beneficiaries of all of these um, improvements and developments and I mean I'm really happy about that because I can remember that during the pandemic, my own company where I worked for It it, it was like, we couldn't even, I mean, production was shut down totally. The factories were shut down totally. Um, We still had some products moving out in trickles from the warehouse. But, you know, I mean, so many top-party logistics, transport companies, they couldn't even, they didn't even, I mean, it was a matter of life and death. And some of the truck owners would say, look, I'm not going anywhere. Not because I don't want to, but because I can't you know there is every risk of me losing my life even in the process of you know transporting this produce down to the consumer so i believe that a lot of things is we're going to see um, a lot of improvements as an aftermath of you know the covid19 pandemic yeah and that's i think that's a good news and thank you so much for joining the podcast um i hope you learned quite a lot yeah like i did Thank you very much for joining me. I am by next week, like I said, we'll be looking into um, supply chain management, and yeah, this was really good. Um, you can, if you would like to um, learn more about the basics of supply chain, the basics of trade, you could check out my blog, uh, moryamorerime.webby.com, and I definitely have a blog a blog post about this topic and then you could read and understand more in case you didn't catch any of my um any of the points that i made so yeah thank you very much stay safe um volunteer help use your masks and your sanitizers ensure that you're always standing two meters three meters far away from the next person if you cough or you're sneezing ensure you do it into your elbows yeah the pockets of your elbows just stay safe okay thank you very much um so see you or talk to you next week bye